Hello, we are Terra Nova, a horror podcast. We're hosted by Kendall and Jackie. And here we talk about everything well, horror. And this podcast is specifically for you, the horror fans, and also the non-horror fans. If you're too scared to watch the movies, it's fine. We talk about it, we discuss it, we dissect it, we laugh about it, talk about the good, the bad, the tropes, and new episodes are launched every Monday. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TerraNovaPod. And leave a review, five stars, of course, on all platforms that you listen. And last but not least, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And tell your dog, too. Cool dog. <laughs> Hello. What's up? Hello. Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> Barry White is a man. I mean, for those who aren't sure, um, I mean, we, we, we tell people whenever we work with them, but for those who don't know, sometimes we, we record things, we record over Discord, like, we, that's how we talk to each other, so Discord's acting kind of weird, and make Kendall sound like a 70-year-old man, I don't know <laughs> why, but <laughs> it's what he sounds like in my ears, <laughs> at my end, probably not in the recording, so you're just like, what's she talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably forgot to take my pills. On my end, it sounds that she way. Took my pills. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're at that age that we have to take like vitamins and stuff. I took my multivitamin today too. So <laughs> <laughs> everyone needs a good one in their arsenal. Yes. So I'm excited about this, but before that, I feel like we didn't really fully talk about why we're doing stuff like this. I think when we did Psycho. Oh, why we're so, doing old movies? Yeah. So um. So back when we did whatever happened to Baby Jane, thanks to, you know, our, my dear friend Samara, you know, shout out to you. After we did, you know, whatever happened to Baby Jane, uh, someone had commented on our Instagram and said, oh, this, this was a great episode. You guys should do classic films more often. And so ever since then, that's kind of why, like, once a month, we end up picking a classic film to cover. And honestly, it's really great. <laughs> you know, like it's really fun. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. You know, it's it's really interesting. It's it's definitely like it's a different perspective of these films. Because again, these films are done like nineteen sixties, nineteen fifties, so they don't have the same stuff, you know, that we see today mm-hmm. in the graphics and all those things. So it's it's interesting and nice. So that, that's kind of why we're doing it in case people are just like, oh, why are you guys doing it? That's why. Yeah. <laughs> that is that, why. And like, we get to see Jackie flex more of her horror knowledge because there's a lot of these films, a lot of the times I've never seen or even heard of. Like I, I kind of grew up watching more modern stuff. So I, I, I've seen a lot of older films in different genres, but not many in horror. So it's always interesting yeah. when, when Jackie's like, let's do this movie from like the 50s or something. I'm like, cool. <laughs> all right let's check it out like psycho was like the exception yeah. i've already seen that but no i didn't see that prior to seeing it. i just knew most of the movie but uh for a lot of these other ones i'm always mm-hmm. like oh man i've never heard of this i wonder what i'm walking into this time <laughs> yeah so this is thanks to on instagram his handle is tommy underscore lee 9099 so this is thanks to you sir because you kind of gave us the the uh the suggestion and so we took it so thank you so that's that this is for Word. you 
Um, but for this film, we're gonna be doing 1960s uh, Black Sunday. The original title of this film is called The Mask of Satan. It's basically like an Italian Gothic horror film, but when it was translated here in the States, it was translated to Black Sunday. And also because, you know, the United States was just like, that's a too crazy hard <laughs> title. We should change it so it's more suitable. That, that um, is a lot in the title. Mask of so Satan, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, but, you know, before we get into the whole stuff about the film and whatnot, um, I'm going to do a bit of a summary for those who have not seen it. If you haven't, I really suggest you guys watch it such a good film so black sunday it 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 evolves around a curse that exists because uh this is taking place in i believe the 17th century you know the witch trials are going around there's this woman being suspected of witchcraft and you know her involvement with satan and so she is basically given the mark of satan and also kind of like made to wear this horrific mask that they basically like <laughs> hammer into her face. <laughs> and all of this is done by the acquisition who is run by her own brother. So I, I believe his name was Gerani, uh, Prince Gerani. And he was just like, oh, Asa, you're accused of this and that, and your involvement with this man called Igor Yalchevich, who, who in, in the story, they say that how, like, he's, he's very heavily involved with the dark arts, and so he kind of, like, persuaded her to join, and so she was, like, transpired or possessed. And in doing so, she kind of curses the Inquisition, as well as the family itself, her own family. And was just like, if you do this, if you you know kill me this way, I'm I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna put a curse on this land, put a curse on your family. You know, you all will die through some deaths. You know, be warned because I will be back. I'll return. You know, and we've seen that before in other like witch yeah, movies sure. where they're always just like, mark my words, I'll return. <laughs> After that, we we time skip to two centuries later, where we're in this more, I guess, quote unquote modern take of where it takes place uh i believe is mordavia and uh we're greeted with these two doctors who are traveling traveling doctors mm -hmm. to you know basically help those who are sick those you know who, who need help and they come across these this catacombs well not that's the catacombs these, these woods this wooded area that his his horse driver is just like i don't like i don't really comfortable here because you know there's this curse of, of this witch you know it's kind of dangerous like we see in other films with primarily one particular race they don't listen yep they just <laughs> be like you know what? <laughs> what, what what's so scary nothing can happen nothing's wrong yeah everything goes wrong because they go they come across the catacombs they see the remains of the witch and they're like well look at this mask look at this look at that and what do they do what do they do? They touch everything. Yep. They touch everything. Damn fools. And not even that. Like, there's like this, this again, 1960s. So please remember, they don't have the same special effects, the same type of technology we have today. 
So you're gonna see a flying bat on a string, <laughs> a plastic bat that's like like weird noises. So attacking one of the doctors, and he goes and 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 tries to kill it. But by doing so, he's killing a sacred artifact that keeps the witch by bay, in case it is too when he breaks it. <laughs> and then he's just like, eh, it's okay. It's not real. Nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, he causes mad chaos. <laughs> mad chaos happens in this town. Like, you meet the reincarnated uh, a witch who's now the new princess, Katia. She's talking about, like, what are you doing here? What is this? And the family's pretty much prepared for in case she comes back. Like, you see them, like, cleaning their guns, cleaning their swords <laughs> and whatnot, just preparing for just in case. And their father's just like, I sense something. Oh, no, the curse has happened. So everyone in the town is freaking out. Yep. But the doctors are just like, what are they talking about? The curse is not real. Yeah, until, until yeah, the witch comes back. <laughs> she starts coming back slowly. She awakens her lover, Igor. He starts doing her dirty work. Just dirty work. People are gone missing. People are <laughs> having, like, mysterious bite marks. Like, what's going on? And they're like, it is the witch. Oh, my God. They basically have to come together as with the town. Like, one of the doctors is, is taken. He's gone. He is far gone. But the other one, uh, Thomas, I believe his name, is still around. He's still like, you know, like, I, we could do this. We could, we could fix this. And so him, the town's folks are gathering together to be like, okay, we have to figure out how to kill this witch. Yep. Again. Because <laughs> you always come back. <laughs> we have to kill. Yes, we have to kill her henchmen. We have to protect this royal family. Otherwise, we're all going to shit. And yes, um, it, they end up prevailing, you know, the ending's kind of cliche, but I'll get to why it's cliche. Yeah, but I have opinions too yes, about that. Typical, yeah. yes, but ding dong, the witch is dead type of, you know, thing. <laughs> but all I gotta say is the actress who plays the witch, uh, mind you, this woman did dual roles. Barbara Steele did two roles. She played the witch and she played the reincarnated princess yeah her descendant basically not many people do that even today they do mirror tricks like they'll mirror the, the other actors or actors mm -hmm. so that they could be twins really amazing because you believed her when she was just like oh no my father and then you really believed her when she was like i'm gonna kill you all <laughs> and just like wow yeah <laughs> wow when she cursed very him. convincing <laughs> that was yeah that was very convincing <laughs> yes but yeah, so directed by Mario Bavo, who's who's a very famous director, and um, yeah, this is my second time watching this film, and this is your first time yep. watching this, right? I've never heard of this movie. Well, actually, okay. I think I heard the title maybe once in passing, but never knew anything about this movie really. Mm, okay, so first impression, sir. Dum dum. It was interesting. I wasn't sure how to feel about it. At some parts, at some points, I really loved it. At some other parts, I was kind of like. What happened? But uh, <laughs> but it was it was something. It was definitely something. The opening scene, I would say, is super memorable. And uh, if everything I've seen people say about the movie, that seems to be one thing that really stands out to people is the opening sequence, where uh, you have like the little voiceover, mm -hmm. the person talking about this is all before like the age of reasoning, and and uh, this is during a time where like if people assumed someone was working for Satan, they would everyone would rattle anyone. Sons would tell on their fathers, fathers would tell on their sons, brother and brother, and all of that kind of stuff. Kind of just to paint the picture of like almost no one trusted anyone during this kind of time, like when when witch hunts were kind of happening or becoming a thing, 
or when people just assumed of, mm-hmm. uh, accused of working for Satan, like there were kind of <clears> like no loyalties when it came to that thing. Anybody can do that. So that that was that was that caught my attention immediately. Uh, I was kind of confused a little bit when they called it a vampire at one point because you know what? Uh, one, I didn't realize right away that it was a uh, Italian film. And I, I realized it when the word when the mouth started to look kind of off to what was being said because it's, tra- it's being translated. <laughs> but I wasn't one hundred percent sure right away that it was Italian film. So I was like, "Hold a vampire, uh, vampire!" I thought she was a witch. Isn't she a witch? But then they call her a witch. So I was like, uh, "Maybe they just meant vampire is like just like a life drainer, more so than like how we interpret it as like a bloodsucker." I was like, "Maybe that's kind of what they thought." But we'll see. Uh, but yeah, the opening sequence was crazy, that motherfucker. Uh, between them, pretty much like saying what they're going to do before they kill her how they're killing her that mask that looks insane and then executioner literally like taking a mallet and smashing the mask onto her face to make sure she she's not only dead but branded basically extra branded because they already branded her with the s uh not for superman for satan <laughs> they branded her with that <laughs> and, and then they put a mask on her face that has long ass spikes smashed that into her face because they were like you people will know for all of eternity who you worship and all of it and i was like Wow, this is a hell of an opening sequence. This is, there's a lot happening here. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that was, that was something. But the movie overall, I thought it was all right. Like, it was okay. Uh, I don't hate it. I love parts of it. Some parts of it were a little wonky. Um, but I, I enjoyed it overall. It was it was all right. I really liked the villain. Well, I guess the villain is portrayed in the story because we don't know much beyond it. But uh, uh, I really liked her. She was great. The actress was great. I was literally confused when she showed up as her descendant in the scene when the, the doctor and the assistant came out confused the shit out of me because i was kind of like hold up is she back already like i was because I, I remember i don't watch trailers so i have no idea yeah i, just, yeah. I, <laughs> I had no idea so i just assumed she was immediately back and then you see her standing there with these two dogs which kind of remind you of like the dogs that like guard the underworld like cerberus <laughs> like it's like these two black dogs so i kind of was like oh shit she's back already like this is a hell of an entrance uh and then you kind of Realize like no, it's not her. It's actually like her descendant or whatever. And uh, so that was really interesting, and kind of made me. When you realize like who that lady is and who she's kind of related to, it kind of made me chuckle because at the beginning when she curses her, curses them while she's on the stake, she's like, "Your sons of sons and sons of sons of sons will all be cursed." And I was in my mind, I went, "What about daughters?" But I guess you know she was wronged by men, not women. So there's no reason for her to curse women. <laughs> like that was pretty much how I interpreted that. So I was like, "Fair enough." Uh, but yeah, the movie the movie was interesting overall. There was a lot of things about it I liked. Uh, a few things I could probably probably wish could do without. But uh, I'm sure that is going to be addressed as we go along because we, doing some research, we found out some things about you know that had to be taken out of the movie and stuff like that. Which I'm sure probably was super annoying to the director. <laughs> but overall, I would say I enjoyed it. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, it was it was definitely interesting. And go back with the whole vampire thing. So this is actually based on a short gothic tale by a German, I believe, German or Russian writer, uh, Nikolai Bugos. And the story is called Vi, V-I-Y. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the reason why it's the way it is, because in the book, uh, Asa is described, not even just Asa, just the just general idea, like, like whole thing is that she is a witch. She's a beautiful woman who's a witch. She's being possessed by demons of Satan. But whereas when the film did their own adaption yeah the, the narrative that um bova had was to basically turn it into a vampire demon i mean i understand okay. that because you know 
usually yeah when you talk about satan or demons sometimes it is tied to witches and vampires because you know vlad the impaler they yeah. basically they said that how he was like possessed by the devil at some point um so that kind of ties back into that so that's why the story seems kind of like wait what that um, makes sense. So he's like taking elements. Yeah, he's taking elements still from the book, but also putting his own twist on it about it. That that makes a lot of sense. You say you saying that really clears up a lot of things. And, you know, it, in, in some ways, like I'm to blame for it, because, you know, as a viewer, you've been watching these creatures for so long. You're kind of like, I know the rules of these monsters. Like that's kind of <laughs> sometimes like the uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. annoying perspective you take with these things. You're like, I know what a witch can do. Like you kind of <laughs> like and I know how vampires work. So, uh, so if, like, so if I see something that's kind of like kind of a mixture, you're kind of like, what the hell? But yeah, I, I guess that makes more sense that it's more of like a demonic thing and not just like a specific type of creature. That that makes the whole film make a little bit more sense, honestly. Yeah, and it took six weeks to film. That sounds really quick. Yeah, I think back in the day they said that how it was it was normal for films to be shot within six, sometimes two or three weeks. That was a normal thing back then. Wow. But this was filmed in six weeks. And yeah, to add on to the fact that uh, they had to cut a lot of things. Yeah, the MPAA uh, basically had told him, had, had told the director and the writer, like, um, so you're going to have to make considerable cuts. Because it, originally it was more gruesome. There were more parts that are more bloody, mm-hmm. more gruesome, more gore and stuff. And... um he had to do that and the way they compromised and negotiated certain like some cuts that he kept and some cups he took out was to basically because again at this time we didn't have the movie rating system yeah that didn't be that that didn't become a thing until like late late like i think 70s or 80s when we had it so back then they were like well how are we gonna make sure that we target the right audience so he had to put on a banner with the movie that was being promoted with the posters and whatnot not recommended for those under 13 years old <laughs> that is what they negotiated on that's what they settled on and then you know the the ratings the the people behind the filming they were just like okay fine we'll take it um, <laughs> they, they probably really didn't want it at all yeah <laughs> yes yeah because i mean even even the uk the uk banned it yeah the uk was like we're not showing this they banned it until 1968 then they released it but it was heavenly censored they took a lot out. They were just like, what the hell am I watching that? Like, well, what, what is this? I wonder if it was... <laughs> it wasn't even the same film. What do you film. think was the biggest thing that led to it being banned over there? I don't either. One of us are from there, but what do you I, think? I think maybe the title, The Mask of Satan, and I guess the, the gruesomeness of like her being imprinted, the mask, the blood, you know, certain... Po- again, like, according to him, there was more bloody scenes, mm-hmm. more gory scenes. So I can imagine it's like they're really, I mean, I'm sure back then, I don't know if it still is. I don't know now. Um, but I think back then it was super conservative, very just like, because, oh, you know, UK royals, all this stuff, like showing your wrist was yeah. like a, a no-no. It's like, oh, she shows her wrist, she's a tramp. <laughs> so I guess any subject matter of that was just a little too like, okay, too much, we can't show this in theaters. But I think that's really what it was. It was that. I mean, I would love for this to be remastered or if if he still had if, if some of the footage that he took out still exists, if they will ever like re-release it with an extended cut. 
Yeah. That would have that would be cool and dope. Like I would love to watch what he had to take out. Because I mean, no director loves doing that or writer. Like I'm sure I mean, you know, Alfred Hitchcock had to do that too for some yep. of his films because they're like, that's too much. But he found a way to walk around it, you know, because he was just like, Okay, I'm gonna show you this one. But I'm still gonna keep it. <laughs> but yeah, and it's funny because like uh he like both of them, the writer and the director, yeah. like they were both really big with certain, and this is it the first time they worked together? They worked together before, like Mario Bava and um Arco. Mm-hmm. They they worked on various films before together, but this is like the one that was like, kind of like kind of made them because it was like pretty successful this film. Um, and I believe Arc Off he had like this whole thing about gruesome special effects. I mean, again, Kendall knows how much I love. <laughs> <laughs> subtle effects this scene so again this is why you don't touch it not supposed yeah. to so when one of the doctors starts breaking stuff and then his blood is, is like falling into her coffin and she's like drinking it at the corpse which is also vampire lore they show that in underworld as well that is true yep you know you start you start slowly seeing her eyes like her eyeballs form you slowly start seeing it form the eye the, the white of the eye and stuff like that no, I was just going to say, uh, that that scene was awesome. I was wondering how the hell they did that. Like, if that was just CGI or something. That was really cool. And looked really good. I think, cause, I think because, I mean, people still do practical effects. I mean, I see it in Walking Dead. They'll have a pump or something, and they'll start, you know, pumping it or, like, pushing something to, like, form. Yeah. So they probably shot it either backwards or forwards to give it that whole dreamy effect. That's so cool. And that was really dope and stuff like that. Like, you know, the skin is like falling. It's just like I think the scene where the skin is like melting or something. It's like the, like it's just like I love basic effects like that. And so he was known for that because again, it's not the first time he's done that in mm-hmm. films. But he wanted to do more. And apparently, ever since that, that's kind of what influenced um, Argentino, who did Suspiria. Oh, who's okay. also a really well-known Italian filmmaker. Yeah, so. This film really did influence a lot of other Italian horror filmmakers to do the whole splatter shots, the the whole like in your face like gore scenes. Like oh, I can't believe that. Like he kind of revolutionized that for others, and people saw that and they were like, "Hey, I want to do that too." Which is true. Like <laughs> when she gets when the the mask gets hammered into her face, you see the blood splatter. Yeah, you know, you just see it flowing out of her mask. That was so cool. That was really, I didn't expect to see that. I was actually wondering how they were going to do that. Uh, you know, I know nowadays, like with, uh, I know shows like, uh, what was it Hannibal? I think it was one where they did a lot of like, you know, kind of like pieces being sliced and stuff like that. I love a lot of that was just like, you know, mm-hmm. meat, like people just like cut up meat. That was really what they were cutting when they were doing scenes like that. So I'm guessing they did something similar to that here, but it just looked really cool, especially with that mask. Cause when the mask comes out, you see how big the, the fucking nails in it are. And you're like, yo, that shit is massive. Like, how do you want... In my mind, the first thing it went was, how do you want, like, CGI or whatever that onto her face to, like, really get the effect that, like, yo, that mask is, like, there. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it dug deep into her skin and her skull. Yeah. That's how, like, dig, like that's how much he hammered that mask on. Like, and his, her brother was just like, you're going to remember the day. We're going to remember who you are. Yeah, word. That shit was crazy. That shit was really, really crazy. The movie was awesome. I'm like, I, that scene was so great. And just, I kind of want to add on to the point you said about uh, about the director's cut, essentially, like how that he had to cut so many things. And I'm guessing, at least my understanding as far as this goes in the movie world, is that it seems like every country kind of gets their own cut of a movie. And that's kind of for like every movie mm-hmm. that comes out, like ever. 
every country gets their own cut because every country has their own kind of rules about what they would allow people to see versus others. So I guess some countries probably allow more gore than others, but some countries also just have certain customs where they probably don't, they probably allow certain things, which is also why we get varia- mm-hmm. so many different variations of movie posters from country to country because they're just like, okay, we know this kind of thing performs, performs here better than there. But I would like to, it would be nice, like you said, to see the original cut of the film that he made. Because I, I don't know, I always, like, I think, like, as somebody who's, like, creative, you, you kind of sometimes want people to see your original vision. <laughs> Just so people, because it's easy to critique a lot of the times what, what's, like, you know, mass released, mass distributed. It's easy to just go, oh, mm-hmm. that, that was trash or that was good. But something could be so far removed from like what the original story was or even just original intent of a lot of the things or even messages and themes like we see that now with so many different movies right like you know from like remember justice league people were like oh release Zack snyder cut or did now even with suicide squad even though they made it again the original director was like yo the movie that came out wasn't really the movie that i like made that was kind of what they turned it into like that wasn't what i made at all it was actually a far better movie and more and more directors seem mm-hmm. to be getting more and more vocal about that so i wonder if, if somehow Maybe in the future, we could, there's a, there'll be a space created for that kind of stuff. Or, like, you get the mass appeal version of the movie, but then you may get, like, the original director's intent. M- maybe, maybe not, but I don't know. I feel like the studios in some way probably hate, it, hate that idea because they're like, if, you, if, the, if the people like the director's cut better, then it's kind of like, well, why didn't you just release that? <laughs> so it's, it's very weird tightrope to walk. Yeah, it definitely is. And, um, again, yeah, I agree with you because I would love to see like what did he, what did he originally put in, because I mean you could see there are many cuts you can tell when the with the way the film mm-hmm. is it cuts to certain other scenes where like we're at a pub here and then we're back to the catacombs and then we're in a castle and then we're back to the pub, and then you're just like what and then all of a sudden it's the next day yeah <laughs> and I'm like oh we're we're in a new day now okay yeah uh, sometimes it would just cut to weird okay. stuff that didn't really really matter like <laughs> like uh even when they cut to what was it they they cut to the guy who i think was the one of the original i guess messengers for this family who ends up dead and along the river they cut to him and the people kind of find him but we it honestly didn't really matter that people that we found him or like that he was even gone because he wasn't in the movie much so it seemed like just another way to point out that they they were more targets along this massacre that really seemed to be it because when Igor, when he's basically revived and he goes to get the doctor, they, they're like, oh, yeah, he went to get the doctor. But the guy who actually should have went to get the doctor was like dead. But I'm like, we really didn't need to know that <laughs> because Igor already knows where the That's hospital, true, I mean, yeah. he knows where the mansion was, where they lived. So we didn't, the estate or whatever you want to call it, because they're lords, kind of what they used to say, uh, states. So it's like Igor already knew where the estate was because Asha, the, the, the witch or whatever she lived there so she knows where it is so we didn't really need to know that the whore, the dude who was the original messenger was actually killed like that didn't really matter we knew that igor when he showed up was like oh this isn't going to end good for the doctor he just wasn't sure exactly what was going to happen so it was like really weird it kind of got really kind of cookie cutter near the end of the film which despite starting on such a high note oh my god kind of tells you how much of a movie was probably cut like it got really you get, you get what i mean like it felt really generic yes. near the end yes like, and the reason why we say that is because, again, I, I, wish, I wish there was an extended cut for this. But then again, movies back then was really heavenly. 
they had to put these in certain films. I don't know why. <laughs> and I know some films today try that, and I'm just like, garbage. So, <laughs> again, the doctors, you know, Andre and, and, and Thomas, yeah. they're coming to town, they're traveling doctors, and, and Thomas is the young doctor, Andre is the older one, Thomas is like, you know, his apprentice. They meet uh, Katia, who is the reincarnated version of the witch. Princess Katia is her name. They meet her, and then all of a sudden, Thomas is just like, wow, beautiful. <laughs> and Andre's just like, wow, you're smitten, huh? Gotta be careful, blah, blah. They don't interact. Not once do they interact full heartily, only when shit starts happening. When her father gets sick, they have to get the doctor to come in. And then Thomas sees her again. And they only really talk maybe once or twice. And I'm like, why? At the end. Because, you know, he's like, oh, it's my fault I didn't save Katya. Oh, my beloved. I'm like, dude, you just met her like, what, two days ago. You don't even know her like that. All you know is that she's a princess. That's it. He knows her, Jackie. He knows her. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know, but I feel like... Yeah, he did say that. He's like, I feel like I've known her. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? And then the times that they interact, like, it was, just, it was just weird because the music was set it whenever they would see each other. <laughs> whenever they would think about each other, the music would be like, ooh-wee, ooh-wee, wee-oo. I'm like, why is this... What? Yeah. <laughs> it was just so bad and then so yeah like I mean okay so I'm gonna kind of talk about the ending in a bit because it's just so cliche I I was just so mad about the end I was just like oh my god this is so annoying so uh, so yeah so Asa curses her family line says your sons and your sons and your sons she basically curses all, this, all the men in the family so I'm just like you know what good for you girl do it um I think the reason why she didn't curse the women is because the father had explained that every generation in the women, they become possessed by her. Because the sole yeah. reason for a female to exist is because she wants to take over them so that she can live forever. Because that was her angle. Her angle is to live in a mortal life. So the only way to do that is to drain someone and transfer her life force into someone else, which was pretty interesting. Because we've never seen that before. In a vampire tale. In a witch's tale, yes. But not in a vampire's tale. So that was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of why they were like, we have to protect Katya. We got to protect Katya. And then <laughs> when they did bring Katya to her and she starts draining her, she, you know, switch places with her and all this stuff. And then the doctor is just like, I failed Katya. Like he's talking to the priest. Because the priest knows what's going on. He's telling the priest, like, oh, so this is happening. The priest is just like, it must be this curse. I mean, come on, he's a holy man. All holy men know when shit's <laughs> going down. <laughs> so he's like, you must hurry. You must protect the princess from dire need. So he goes, he sees that how, you know, Ka like Asa has, has fulfilled her goal of draining Katya for life force. She's now <laughs> taking the form of her beautiful death again. Katya's there looking like an old lady from like like Hocus Pocus which <laughs> is so old and stuff and he's just there crying like what have I done father I didn't protect her I didn't protect my beloved oh I, I, I failed I'm alone now oh I'm like you just met the princess two days ago you don't understand it was his job what? it was his job 
as the assistant to a doctor <laughs> for a family that he never intended on working for. It, it was his job to protect the person that he saw two times throughout the hour and a half of this movie. It was it was his job. <laughs> for real. And then after they, they the townspeople call me, he's like, it's her. She's taking the disguise of Katya. She's the witch. And they go, they, they basically capture her, you know, start beating her up, put her on a stake and burns her. <laughs> and then he's still crying over the fact that he failed. But then after they killed the witch, her youth is being drained again. And she's like an old lady. And then and Katya ends up being young again. And then she's just like, oh. <laughs> That's literally what she does. She sees it, and she's like, "Oh!" And they do. They have an embraced kiss, and then that is it. That's how it ends. End of story. Yeah, see that. And I'm just like, what? "That's that's the <laughs> what? That's the dated part of these movies. That's the part that dates these movies. Like more than anything else, more than the black and white, those kind of tropes really date these old movies because it's like it's really weird like it was a few scenes even before that that was like just as weird about like how they're interacting like remember when uh, it was after her father died she was like sad as you would expect mm-hmm. she was sad and she was just kind of out in the fo- uh, out in the, their big ass fucking mansion which seems to be like 500 acres it seemed like a massive mm-hmm. place so many damn rooms in that place people kept getting lost and she was just uh, she was outside and her brother was just like yeah can't get katya to leave the house she just doesn't want to go anywhere uh, and he was like, I'll go talk to her. For some reason, he decided he wanted to go talk to her, uh, the assistant. And he talks to her about life a little bit. And then she's just like, if it wasn't for you, I don't know how I would have went on. I'm like, I had one conversation. I you know. What? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> one conversation. And he gave her the will to live. Amazing. Like, I mean, they tried this in, uh, what was it? One of the Jurassic Park movies, one of the newest ones with like Chris Pratt. The, the the first new one they had out mm-hmm. and these two didn't really interact much they hated each other and at the end they started like making out and f- i'm like what and so many people jumped <laughs> on that and they were just like do not do this do not give me this forced <laughs> relationship shit i did not ask for this i asked for dinosaurs and chaos not a no <laughs> life no love relationship I didn't ask for this. And yeah, the I don't, for, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the don't safety know. for this, like, I didn't ask for that. Like, okay, yeah, you're bewildered by her beauty. Okay, who wouldn't? She was really beautiful. But, like, to be yeah. all like, I feel my beloved. You saw her, like, twice, dude. You talked <laughs> to her twice. Like, if anything, the only person you interacted with was the, with the most was her brother, Constantine. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> or Constantine, as they kept saying. Oh, yeah, me. Constantine. <laughs> Like Constantine, Katya. <laughs> yeah, if anything, he's probably in love with her brother. But uh, <laughs> back then, I'd be like, you know what? I believe that because you were with him the whole time. With her, like maybe once or twice, and then that was it. That and was I'm it. just like, that was it. and to tell you the truth, she she didn't have she had lines, but she didn't really say nothing. Like the whole movie, like it seemed like they gave all the cool stuff to Asha. They was just like, no, Katya, you just gonna be here. You are gonna be a damsel. But uh, Asha, she gets to have all the good, the fun, and have a good time because she was doing everything. She was she was ripping everybody up. She didn't give a damn. She, <laughs> Asha was going off on people. Yeah. But Katya was just kind of like, "Oh, why is my family so forsaken?" Like that was pretty much her whole thing, and that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you said the whole why is she? Yeah, it's true. She did end up being like that. Like, why am I forsaken? Why is my why is my family so cursed? Oh, what was me? I'm just like, well, well. 
asked, well, <laughs> blame the men of your family, Katya, okay? Because they were just like, Asa's up to no good. She's having too much fun with this man she fell in love with. We don't trust him, so we're not going to trust her. So we're going to just burn her to the stake. And she's just there living her best life. Like, And what's funny is that the yeah. catacombs, like where she was doing all her stuff, whatever, her, the man she was with, was, was like, I think, inside the catacombs of the castle. Because <laughs> they found... They found that hidden path behind the pictures, and they're like, oh, "I've never seen this before." I'm like, "You've been in this <laughs> castle your whole life." Even the butler that was there, who's who, who was raised there, he grew up there. It was just like, "I've never seen this before." Like, you're lying, man. You was lying. Like the whole time, throughout the whole movie, I suspected that <laughs> the butler was kind of behind all the shit. I was like, "I bet you." He's the one planning that, but he's planning that she emerges <laughs> and all this stuff. But then he died. I was like, oh, okay, I was wrong. He was not involved yeah, with no, it. Apparently not at all. Okay. But the catacombs even being a part of that house is crazy. Like, how big is this fucking house? <laughs> yeah. And then you see the like the the portrait that Igor painted of her, like on a horse or whatever, all naked with the fruit. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, a portrait of her. Blah blah blah. blah. I'm like, yeah, because the man was that in love with her. <laughs> like he was so in love with her he was down and she was so in love with him yeah he was like that's my woman she's like that's my man oh <laughs> um, and i guess that was considered a no-no because i guess because she was a princess because she was also a princess yeah. uh, asa and i guess since igor wasn't of royalty or he was just like i don't know weird to them because you know again the inquisitions were all the royal were all the 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 church people, mm -hmm. which her brother was part of, so I guess they were just like, "This is evil." Ah. Uh, so they didn't <laughs> like it. I guess that's why it happened. But it's just like, "Oh my god!" What? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's just. I guess crazy. that was the monstrous love they were talking about. Like not just her love of Satan, her love of him. I guess. Yeah, because they suspected. Yeah, I think because they suspected he had close ties with it. Because they did the same thing to yeah. him. They put the mask on his face as well. Because they were just like, no, he was more close with him, and therefore he possessed her, and so they had no choice but to like kill her and stuff like that. But then she was just like, oh yeah, I'm a curse you bitches. <laughs> yeah, which is really actually kind of interesting because them saying that kind of paints paints the picture as like he was the one that was in charge, but when, by everything that's happening, mm -hmm. it's pretty clear that she's the one that's in charge of all of this. Like he doesn't even have lines really when he yeah. comes back. Igor is just kind of like a a vessel that just helps her out. Like he he doesn't really say much. She's the one like telling the elaborate plot that she has installed for the world and all of this stuff. So the, I guess that was it was probably easier, you know, because the time period. It was probably easier for them to digest the idea that he was in charge and that he persuaded her and tempted her into doing all of these things. Meanwhile, it's it what it actually was was her, which I guess probably. This is just a thought. We're probably even into the idea of like Satan a lot of the times. Like, I don't, granted, I don't know religious books, and I'm not gonna pretend I know religious texts. But like the idea that Satan is a, a guy, but then he's like the one guy that grants women power, is like a really weird, <laughs> really weird like kind of story that you can draw out of that. Because you know, whenever people talk about Satan, they always say it's a guy. Like everyone's like it's a dude. Whether you want to say it's like pointy head, pointy eared with or pointy horns with, like, a pitchfork or whatever, but, like, a lot of the time, I've never really seen Satan portrayed as a woman. He's always really portrayed as a guy. But then, like, 
the people that they say tend to fall under his spell or whatever a lot of the time especially in witchcraft they, they say it's women so it's like the one dude who's who gives women unlimited power is evil and i'm not trying to make a case for satan i'm just saying like that's just how weird you can kind of interpret that story if that's the reason if that was the way it was written or that's the way people kind of position it you get what i mean yeah i think that goes back to I remember when we talked about psycho and alfred hitchcock his upbringing well his film his filmography upbringing as a director and writer that he was heavily influenced by this this director who also loved to paint the picture of like like torture the woman, have her go through all this shit just to come back as being like, ah, I wanna kill yeah. you. We kind of briefly talked about that too when we did the feminism and horror pot like episode we did with, you know, all the ladies. Um, sorry, all the people we had, you know, in our round table. You know, we we kind of this we kind of pinpoint that as well, that how ladies movies love to pinpoint women as that. You know, their their beauty, their lust, their sexual drive, all of this stuff is always pinpoint as it. Well, that's evil, so you need to, you need to be punished for that. You need to be cursed for that. Mm-hmm. This is a no no because of how people perceived women back. I mean, especially back in the day, horrible back in the yeah, day. Yeah, sure. I mean, granted, it's still happening now, but more women are being more outspoken about it. Back then, there was no say. You know, women were always shown in media, movies, whatnot, as being, you know, like this whole, I'm going to wear a long pleated skirt. You just see my ankles. That's all you'll see. I'll be upright. I'll be up, you know, sitting upright. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the housewife. I do this. I do that. So women who are seen, I guess, promiscuous will always be seen as in like, what well, that's, that's evil. You know, she's possessed or something. Yeah, no, totally. And that's, you know, that's what the so, witch trials and a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. got that's where a lot of that stuff came from was the witch trials as well like when they were people were towns were pursuing mm-hmm. women because they just didn't fit cultural norms so like i i yeah i totally understand that i think like the the satan the satan mm-hmm. part of it is the part that was really piquing my interest and in thinking about it because it's just kind of weird because it, it kind of the stories of a lot of his stuff and i'm saying that because this movie also uses of course like crosses so they talk about how the power of christ and all that stuff so it's definitely like not off base but it seems like satan is the bearer of or th- all things unnatural <laughs> if you really look at it from like a non good versus yeah. evil thing it's like he's the acceptor of everything that's not considered that's you not usually acceptable but it's such an umbrella way mm-hmm. of painting it it kind of says like he's cool with everything <laughs> that christians ain't cool with and i'm like that's not ne- that doesn't necessarily mean bad but i don't know maybe i'm just overthinking it but that just that that, <laughs> that thought just occurred no to me. it's definitely true no it's true because as someone who grew up as a Pentecostal Christian person, like yo, everything was deemed as the devil. You like rock music? That's the close. That's the gateway to the devil. You like Harry Potter? That's the gateway yeah. to the devil. <laughs> you like watching anime? That's the gateway to the devil. You like wearing black? That's the gateway to the devil. You like wearing red nail polish? That's the gateway to the devil. It's just like what? <laughs> it's like what? all of these things. <laughs> so I, yeah. So so I get it, and it's funny when you mentioned the whole like people have their like their image of like what satan looks like i mean no one really knows what he looks like same thing with with, you know angels and whatnot we don't really know what they look like you know so we kind of have our own interpretations of it um but i know in some mythology like i think for scottish morgan is the closest thing to satan oh really um and lilith because this is this is based on like 
a different type mm-hmm. of mythology. And I believe Lilith was also, uh, I think she was supposed to be Eve or interpretation of Eve and Lilith. So Morgan tempts Lilith to be all, you know, this and that. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot because every every I feel like every country has their own interpretation of the whole story. Yeah, you know of like temptation and whatnot. And I think one of them is or the story of Morgan. Oh, Morrigan, not Darkstalkers. More Morrigan. <laughs> in, in case someone just like Morrigan, like Darkstalkers. Like no, even though she was named after that whole mythology. Yeah. I was about to say uh, that too. I'm like, but yeah, that's, <laughs> is that that's, what inspiration came from. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of them that it shows that you know. She's the closest thing to that. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I, think, I think it is. I think it's really yeah. interesting, especially when you remove the, just like the context of like what's good and what's bad and just kind of like look at it as a story somewhat objectively and just kind of draw, par- draw parallels mm-hmm. and draw conclusions from that. I think, it's, I think it's a little more interesting than some of the stuff that's like painted as what you said, where we're like basically... Not all Christians, but some Christians is just like everything that God didn't personally approve of is the evilest thing ever. <laughs> like that's got to be probably the most bland way to look at the world uh, as a whole. So, but yeah, it's really interesting because I feel like if you, if we if we're going off of some of those ideas of what Satan is and all of that stuff, I feel like it would be a woman. <laughs> like it would, probably wouldn't be a man if if we're going off of all the things that the people say Satan allows and does and tempts and all of this stuff. Like it sounds like something that. You would make a woman, but whatever. I mean, Asa definitely was exactly because she did have <laughs> she the, had power. the power. <laughs> she really did. She was full control. She's the one that woke up Igor. She told Igor to do this and that. She was charming the doctor to do this and that. She was even even like even when they did like bring Katya to her in the catacombs and that whole dialogue Asa had, that whole monologue was just like. I felt that <laughs> where she was just like, you were born to be destined to be me. You look like me, but you are not me because you were meant to be my vessel. That is your whole existence. That is why you exist. This was all preordained. This was destiny. This was all foreseen. That whole monologue with her strong yeah, voice. Wild. I'm like, holy shit. That was wild. <laughs> yeah. Like that was like, that was a, that was like, that is what I call a villain. <laughs> you know how every villain has that speech and sometimes they're good and sometimes you're just like, okay, man, shut up. That was a really good villain speech that she did right there. That I'm just like, yeah, that was good. That I was real. That. that was real good. I like it. She was like, and you even knew it the whole time. That's probably why you didn't even like looking at my photo. You always said it was scared you because you knew you knew around the corner. I was always creeping. I was like, damn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because they had a portrait mm-hmm. of her and there is something in the portrait that moved that they noticed wasn't there before. And they're like, that moved. Oh. And then Katya did express to how like I can't come near it because for some reason I feel like it's calling. Yeah. Me. Like it's making me, it's drawing me. I don't know why. And that's when her father said that how every woman in the house was always tempted and then murdered. If something happened in the catacombs, they were murdered because that's what Asa needed. Asa needed a vessel to continue living as what she was so, so good I was just like that is some clever shit yeah like that's that's the part of the movie i'm just like this is some good shit like wow yeah i don't know how we got such a high in that and then kind of get like such a low ending <laughs> I, 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 I have to assume oh that's because of all the cuts you had to make i really do 
So I feel like if somebody couldn't come up with what, yes. he came up, what he said before and then and with that ending. I feel like he was pretty much forced into that. Yeah, of like, you need to add a romance. What? <laughs> yeah, add just it. throw it in there. <laughs> Instead of like, I don't know, explaining more of the lore of this world, like what else that Asha did maybe before death or even just explain how Katya, I don't know how much of Asha's story Katya actually knows because we never really truly get to see a good interaction with them. So it's not, you're not really clear if she's mm-hmm. like, fully aware of this of this or if she's okay with this or if she's like you know what that's what they did that's not half bad take my body like you don't know like you, you have no idea what her intentions or thoughts would kind of be mm-hmm. and i mean again barbara Steele was amazing yeah, for sure. like and again like at the time at this era 1960s and so on like she was the scream queen of that era I can believe it. She did so many horror films. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to name some of the films that she was in. Some of them are Italian. Some of them are were done here. So she did films called Castle of Blood Pit and the Pendulum, which is based on one of Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe books. Oh. Uh, Curse of the Crimson Altar, which I think was also an Edgar Allan Poe story. Terror Creature of the Grave, Nightmare Castle, Angel of Satan, um, so I think Terry Creature was an Italian mm-hmm. film, but the other ones were American. So she's done many. She's done I'm going to check films. all those out. That sounds good. Yes, because she was just like, wow. Yeah, she definitely had to look crazy. I think in some film. Yes, I think some film she has she has done the whole like damsel in distress, like, oh, screaming. And then like, you know, like, oh, I'm saved by a man. <laughs> But I think in a few, she has played similar roles, like for like she did in this, where she is the Blanette. Ah. Uh. Um. But this was definitely her pride. Like, wow. Like again, her role as Asa was just like it's the like, highlight of the movie. <laughs> like, oh my god. Like literally, is the highlight. Yes, and then her makeup, like her makeup, the way she looked, the way she like, oh my god, I just loved. It. And the fun fact too is that how. I believe uh, I think Mario Baba was kind of influenced by the witch Ravana from Snow mm-hmm. White, so he kind of took that as well for for some of his, especially this film. And you kind of tell too, because Ravana was very conniving. <laughs> she was very conniving in Snow White. Like that movie scared the hell out of me as a child. <laughs> she was just so evil. <laughs> she was just so damn evil. Like give me the heart of Snow White. I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen that such a long time. Okay. Yeah, like a lot of films that influenced this, but this film also influenced a lot of stuff as well. Um, and you know, I was reading one of the articles. I said to how this film kind of gave birth to um, the autopsy of Jane yeah, Doe, so that movie. Lords of Salem, Lords of, which I watched Lords of Salem. I'm never watching that shit. Ever yeah, again. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and The Witch, which is the movie that you told me I, yeah. I should watch, The Witch, and that. Many of those two films, the Opsons of Jane Doe and The Witch, was very heavily influenced by Black Sunday. I can believe that. Uh, and I know and even another article, I think even the same article, he said it's, uh, in, a, in a way, this movie kind of inspired the whole like revenge genre, like specifically for women. Because you know, a lot of ghost stories and all that stuff tend to be centered around like a woman who was murdered and then now she's coming back in the spirit form. Well, as we've seen that like in mm-hmm. The Ring, where like was Doko and, uh, and the all mm-hmm. of these different stories, even the grudge, you could kind of say. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of crazy that you can kind of 
almost pinpoint one film that kind of started that all. I'm sure there are ones even earlier, so I'm not trying to say this is the beginning, 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 but uh, it's just this is one of the earliest references that people could point to to kind of begin that trope, which is really cool because that is literally an entire genre of horror, a big, big, big part of horror. I feel like horror is the one genre where women probably yeah. get to shine almost more than any other, honestly, because you, you get to just do so many different things mm-hmm. beyond just being a, um, the love interest, which tends to happen in, you know, like action films or like, of course, romances and stuff like that. But in horror, women get to be like, you know, the villains, the murderers, the one conniving behind the scenes, the one who could be like, can be a dancer, but could also be like being a dancer to set you up for a trap. Like, I feel, feel like women get a lot more uh, variety and diversity in their roles in horror any other genre yes and they also had this film also kind of um inspired the whole witches thing like you know the craft and yeah. all that stuff you know taking power control um but yeah this was definitely a great film and i believe it was i think it was i think it also influenced uh a film that also came out in 1960 called black sabbath I've heard of that. Which was also another film. And I believe in 1962, also The Witch's Curse, which is kind of like a subtle version of Black Sunday. Like, it's like, it's not a legit, it's not exactly mm-hmm. a remake, but it's like subtle, where it kind of took elements of Black Sunday, and therefore they called it The Witch's Curse, which is kind of what Black Sunday is about. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yes, but they tried their best not to make it into like a, an exact mm-hmm. copy. You know, um, but yeah, this film did influence a lot of other films. And again, I, I wish, ugh, I wish like some of the footage that he had to cut out. I hope it's still saved somewhere. Yeah. And someone like finds it, and then it's like, oh, we're gonna re-release Black Sunday as an extended version. Because I, I, I really want to see like what get a take out. Because again, like the movie does cut a lot, and sometimes it is kind of confusing. It kind of just leaves you like, wait, what? And I think it's because of that. Probably. Yeah, like all the cuts he made kind of like cuts out parts of the story that I'm sure makes more sense with the added scenes. Because again, like <clears throat> when the horse carriage rider dies, it's off screen. Yeah. You kind of forgot about him. You see him at one point, you know, he's terrified of the town because I think he was like a survivor or something. Or he, he, he knew, not a survivor, but he knew about the curse yeah. because of his family. But he's killed off camera you don't know exactly how or why so i couldn't imagine how you know it's like this is sucks I, <laughs> but would i want this movie remade hell no it is beautiful the way it is but the cuts and the cliche ending <laughs> i don't want this movie remade. yeah i agree i kind of don't want it remade either um just because uh, you know with remakes a lot of the time you lose the life of the original and you know and they're like the new director or whatever as they rightfully should they're kind of like you know reinterpreting what what the message originally was and then trying to like make it fit like the now or like trying to just amp up the the messages of now versus the time when it was originally made so yeah i would kind of prefer to just see the the longer cut of the original film versus hoping a remake is just as good yeah because you know a remake especially with this they're gonna add like we're gonna add more cool yeah it's like well we don't need more gore. We just need more story. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's all we need. Yeah, but such a good film. Like, again, second time watching it, still so good. Like, I just love this film. Uh, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, no, it was cool. <laughs> you know, even though with the whole, like, with the cliche, like, 
oh my savior i'm like well you, you always got to expect that when you watch old films you just you just got to that's always coming at some point that's all oh, good guys gotta win I and you guess. always gotta expect some weird kind of a woman fainting for no reason which we had in this movie <laughs> when they were like standing over her dad's body and she was just like oh and then the dude just like per- perfectly caught her and carried her away i was like uh that was really random but all right cool and the music played <laughs> and the music played like ooh, yeah <laughs> and he's looking at her like oh she's so i swear to god he wasn't looking at where he was walking i was just like watch he's probably gonna he's gonna bump her into a wall i can feel it i can feel it he's just staring at her like wow such beauty i'm like dude look what you're walking you might hit her head in the door definitely or shit. like wrong with For you sure. that's that's what you're gonna get with some of the old school stuff you're gonna get that and then he's just yeah and then he's just staring at her chest well he had she had to cross but he's just like wow i'm like yeah that's too I was so mad real quick that she took off the cross when she was getting ready for bed. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> they told you do not take off the cross. Your father literally told you the cross is going to save you. <laughs> and what do you do? You put your hair back and you're just like, I'm going to go to bed. Let me take this cross off. Nothing's not going to happen. <laughs> like, what? Like, come on. I know you're Spartan, Dad. Word. I was so <laughs> mad. I was just like, this shit and not just do this shit. that's how they had to write it they needed her to be dumb for a little bit yeah but i like how that's why that's why asa couldn't take full control of her body <laughs> she was just like i'm just gonna drain you because you have a cross on so i can't bite yeah you. so i'm just gonna drain you <laughs> i'm just gonna t- do one finger and that's it i'm out so cool so cool this is yeah this is a really fun movie uh, i'm definitely gonna revisit it again in the future but i really enjoyed it overall it's pretty good <laughs> yeah but yeah, definitely recommend to people Word. watch it, the film. It's so good. So film. And if you have seen it before, let us know what you think. Cause I, we always love hearing yep. opinions, especially when it comes to classic films. Yep. Yep. For full sure. That's all for me this week. I'll let Jackie take us up. All right. So enjoy yourselves, people. Nice summer. It's getting cold here in New York. Global warming is real. <laughs> but. But yeah, so have a safe summer and ooh you go spot.